of course here if you wear a face mask and i did it yesterday as well you can tell that people actually will think that you are you are the devil or the virus yourself People often reject to believe what they don't understand or what scares them. With Dragonfolio China, you have the unique chance to truly understand a frequently misconceived country and an inevitable shift in the 21st century. Just lean back and enjoy a fascinating journey through China that will astonish and reward you. Nimenau guys and welcome to the next episode of Track and For Your China. My name is Eric and today I'm going to talk about the consequent determination of China. And wow, times have been really crazy within the last days and weeks and I think there's still a lot actually ahead of us, especially in Europe and uh, a lot of uncertainty. Um, I've been traveling from the Netherlands to Germany yesterday. I'm in Germany right now. People are not totally panicking right now but it's um, well the atmosphere is not that great and you can feel there's a lot of fear and people are really afraid of consequences of the coronavirus there's a lot of economic uncertainty stock markets crashed and well what will I do I will of course continue doing my stuff it cannot stop me and um, I still plan to go back to China soon I'm not sure if China is still Well, let me actually um, enter the country because um, as of today, for instance, the US announced that they're gonna stop flights from the EU and I wouldn't be surprised if China does the same. I know for a fact that China now contacts actually Chinese in Europe and tell them not to come back. My girlfriend, for instance, she was contacted by her family uh, where the government told them, please don't come back right now because now China actually is pretty okay. The numbers there of new infected people dropped significantly and I know from a lot of friends that China is returning to normal. You might hear different things in the news that's mostly fake. China is kind of okay. We don't know about the economic consequences there either but generally speaking China is doing okay whereas well in Europe and also I think in America we don't know what is really coming along and um, well I don't really have any script today that's the first time I just um, yeah tell you a bit about my thoughts about my feelings about the entire situation and uh, as always I want to relate it to um, yeah what can we learn from all this for the future and uh, how can we also behave right now and uh, yeah the topic for this episode actually popped up into my mind yesterday while I was uh, crossing the border from the Netherlands to Germany I was wearing a face mask because I took public transport and I thought it's a safer approach, especially since I passed through the most dangerous state, if you want so, in Germany, because West Germany is more affected than other parts. And well, I was surprised that throughout my entire journey yesterday, which took like five hours, I didn't feel any difference. You cannot even tell, actually. People behave quite normal and uh, there's no big um, difference. And well, that made me think, of course, a bit because people here also talk about it a lot. It's the topic number one, obviously. But uh, I think the behavior in Europe compared to Asia is very, very different. And this is one reason why you have such a increasing number right now. If you look on the curve of new infected people in Europe, it goes up sharply in some areas. While in Asia, it really slowed down. If you look on the, not just in China, if you look on the numbers in Korea and Japan, you can say 
the death rate is extremely low and they pretty much brought it under control right now. And there are different reasons for this. Well, I think first of all, they have a different attitude towards health. So for instance, in Asia, it's quite common to wear face masks, even in ordinary situations. When I was in Asia for the first time, and I remember at some airports, I saw people running around with face masks. I felt extremely uncomfortable. And I was like, what's going on here? Are they all sick or what? And um, yeah, of course, later I realized why they do this. So it's on one hand to protect others in case they have maybe even just a little cold. And of course, also to not get infected during certain periods or if they feel a bit um, weaker, then they are afraid to get infected. And there, if people wear face masks, it's just okay. No one will, let's say, keep distance from them. Of course, here, if you wear a face mask, and I did it yesterday as well, you can tell that people actually will think that you are you are the devil or the virus yourself. So, of course, that's a cultural thing. And I understand this partly, so I'm not really judging here, because we are just not used to this back in Europe to have wear face masks. That really shows an epidemic and very threatening sign. But then also I think that there are a few other things that I noticed. The reason that Korea, China, and I think also Japan brought it under control comparable quickly. And the reason that they have a very small percentage, if you look on the overall population, is their overall action and their consequent determination. And apparently in Germany now, also a lot of experts, including politicians, they assume that more or less everyone sooner or later will get the virus. That's the attitude here. So they say we cannot really stop it. Um, we can, yeah, there are a few things we can do. So now they cancel a lot of events and um, they check options for home office and stuff, just like in China. But there's no real, like, let's say, hardcore plan where we say, okay, we shut down everything. This is what they did in China. So first, in Wuhan, of course, they were extremely strict. They locked down the entire city. And next thing that happened is that they kind of stopped normal life in all other cities as well. So there was no public transport in a lot of cities for, for days. They um, forced companies' business to stop. And that is something that you don't see here yet. I think in order to in order for this to happen here, it must be really broadly spread. And that's not the case yet. So things are continuing and we don't really know where the journey here is going. But that's, I would say, the government side. And I think, well, we have certain weaknesses of our systems here, just like the Chinese system is not perfect itself. You see that, for instance, Germany, and I think we have the same in Italy, where numbers increase like crazy. You see that the federal systems are partly extremely weak because every state will have its different regulations, different ways of handling things. There's no clear plan. That's how we say it. And you can actually apply this to a lot of situations in daily life. In China, I use China as an example because I can definitely speak for China, but I think you have similar things in South Korea and Japan happening. The general attitude is if we have a problem or if you want to, let's say we have a business idea, if we want to get something started, if you want to change something, we think about it briefly 
and then we make a decision and we go for it, no matter what. There might be adjustments later, but we go for it. And what happens in countries like Germany or in Europe generally is, first of all, we make a lot of examination. What are the possible consequences? What do our laws allow? What is the process behind this? And so on. And while this is happening, the virus might spread or you miss opportunities. But first of all, you have to exactly think about, oh, and what is if I make the wrong decision and so on. What happens in Asia is they make a decision. Of course, a lot of these decisions are also not perfect. And if you would do things again, you might do them differently as well. But as we see in aggregate, all these very consequent decisions and measurements that they took helped a lot and prevented that thousands or millions of people are going to die or going to be infected and that this is getting into a long-term thing in China or South Korea. So, of course, you can say that this approach at the end, at least, was not totally bad or it could have been much worse. And um, here the crisis management looks very different. And that is, I think, um, yeah, again, you can also apply this to a lot of business today where here they would first check, okay, can we do this? Is it possible? They make feasibility studies and check everything because they don't want to violate anything. And in China, you rather have this gray zone and then you just go for it. And normally you say, okay, that's, that's how it is. And they don't worry too much about uh, taking also accountability for it. So that is kind of the first big difference that I noticed. And that kind of reflects the different mentality in general between the West and Asia. And the second thing that I noticed is that I feel people here now are extremely worried, but more about, let's say, their own situation. And that is normal in terms of we are all selfish. I'm selfish as well, because first of all, we want to survive and we want to have a good life and we want to um, have a good life for the people that we care around us. That's absolutely normal. But I figure that now people here, they worry about things where I say, wow, that's your major concern. So now people here are extremely like, oh, damn it, I cannot pursue my hobby anymore. For the next week, I cannot go to my uh, dancing class or for the next week or my trip to blah, 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 going to be canceled maybe. Yes, that's that really sucks. I mean, I experienced it myself. I had plans this year. They're totally screwed. But at the end, I think like, wow, I'm still healthy. I'm doing okay. The situation is not perfect or as I imagined it. But, um, well, I'm, I'm happy I'm doing okay and uh, most of my family and friends are doing all right. In China, I know that a lot of people, they immediately cancel their trips during Chinese New Year. And Chinese have very limited holidays per year. So they maybe only have one week in total for the entire year. And this, this time was simply wasted. They stayed at home. They canceled their trips, not because they were forced to, but because... They realized it doesn't make sense for us to go anywhere. They didn't get their money back partly because it was still in a very early stage. Not everyone got could refund everything. But people stayed at home and the people I talked to, they were not, let's say, really upset or angry. Of course, they, they didn't say, oh, that's awesome. But they were kind of okay and said, well, most important thing is I don't get sick or anyone I care about. 
they kind of are okay with it because they also know it's good for the whole. We have to be strong now. We have to get through this. And at one point, it's going to be all right. And um, here I feel, in I can tell from Germany at least, that this is a bit different. That people here are more angry about everything. And sometimes about things where I say, that's your priority number one right now. That's a bit strange. So I noticed that. Because here people, normally they will not cancel trips by themselves. They have to wait until maybe an airline or country says, sorry, we won't fly to this destination anymore. We won't let you in anymore. Here it's more like you have to be forced to really stop it. And what all this tells me is that in countries like Germany, and I think you can take a lot of Western countries here, we are actually used to grow up in an extremely prosperity. Speaking for myself, during the last 30 years, things here have been pretty okay. We never suffered from anything. We didn't have a big crisis except for the economic crisis, but no one was starving here. We didn't have any wars. We didn't have any big epidemics. So this situation now is totally unique. I, I talked to my parents, I talked to um, older people here, they said there was nothing like this ever. This is a totally new situation. Is it a serious situation? Yes. Is it extremely dangerous? I don't think so. But you can tell that people are just not used to this. Whereas in other parts of the world, they kind of see this as a, yeah, that's just another challenge in their lives which is sort of unavoidable um, as you go through your life as you live and so they don't see it as such a big thing and look ahead and see a positive future and here people have a bit more a complaining mentality and uh, of course I don't want to talk too negative about Europe and my own country but it's something I noticed and that uh, of course made me think and I think what we really should do is we should take a lot of positive things out of it, if possible. And one thing is that um, we maybe realize, even though we have such a huge progress in the world, we have extremely high standards nowadays. But at the end, we are all humans and we see we cannot prevent and stop certain things. We cannot control nature and we cannot control at the end, certain incidents, like such a virus. I mean, we can, of course, yeah, we can control it in a certain way, but we cannot fully be prepared. And there are always events that remind us that we are just humans, that we should enjoy every second of our life, and that we should um, appreciate what we have and not take everything for granted all the time and whenever something negative happens that we directly start complaining, that we easily get upset and think about how bad things are. But I would rather see, wow, I have a great life and the challenges in my life actually make me realizing how good it is and how well we are doing. In a few months or let's say years, if you listen to this episode, you might already see it very differently. You might already be the virus might be gone or we don't talk about it anymore. And then she will think, oh, that was a tough time. But wow, life goes on. So you should always see it just as a situation that is temporary 
and where we can also benefit a lot from. And um, yes, I'm really curious how things go on. I actually start preparing to go back to China, not just because I think that China right now is a bit safer than Europe, but also because I want to return. But let's see. I'm not sure if China will actually accept my return that quickly. In the meantime, of course, I stay in touch with my friends in China. And so I can really tell you that things are much better there. And I'm pretty confident that the economic consequences, and of course, there's also a huge thing with globalization, that the economic consequences are not as bad as some people predicted right now. Interesting thing is, from what I know, that things in Europe might be actually much worse than other parts of the world in terms of economic consequences. But as we know, we have a global system. So if Europe really suffers a lot economically, guess what? Everyone suffers. This is also a learning. Globalization does not stop somewhere and affect all of us. And as we have a lot of advantages from globalization, without any doubt, there are also disadvantages and that affects everyone. So keep that in mind. And thanks for listening. That was a bit more philosophical than my other episodes. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it, though, and I could give you some uh, interesting insights into some observations. And um, yeah, most importantly, I hope you and your family stay healthy and look on the bright side of life and uh, enjoy what you have every single day. And uh, I see you in the next episode, which is just a week ahead. Thanks for listening to the Dragonfolio China podcast. As you've kept listening until now, I assume you enjoyed the show and would appreciate a five-star rating on your podcast app, which allows other folks to learn about this important topic as well. For more fascinating insights into China and for easy ways to benefit, make sure to visit the website at dragonfolio.net and sign up for the free newsletter.